the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening Center. What's that? How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? Guess what? We're on the air. All right. Yeah, Jerry's just taking notes. Yeah, it's a pretty day here at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. We've got clouds in the sky, but it's warmer than yesterday. Still weather. There's not much breeze. Um, <clears throat> I have a little bit of a cold. But it uh, it feels wonderful. In fact, I was debating with Jerry as we were walking up. Maybe I could have gotten away with shorts today. Well, there's there's our there's been a, one of our customers just came by. Yeah. That had shorts on. Oh, did they? Sleeve shirt. Oh, I missed that. No coat. I'm overdressed. It looks like it's 67 degrees out there. Well. And a warm up today. Wow. It's, it's warm in the sun. Yeah. yeah. It's a little cooler right here. High today yeah. is about 73. Tomorrow's high is 80. I Whoa. Mind, yeah. I wouldn't mind having my jacket right now, just instead uh. of <laughs> just the sweater here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I wore mine today, my jacket. All right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I was getting a text yeah, from someone. Yeah, you're one to... of those people that just No, gets... yeah. No, yeah. it was uh, something I had to respond to, so I was uh, make, making sure everything was okay and then uh, we were oh, still on I guess on the... we know his priorities. Yeah, so. making, right. sure, well, making sure we're still on the air and everything's okay. So. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Be a part of the show at 210-308-8867. If you're outside of San Antonio... 866-308-8867. Oh, yes. well, you, Thursday's Thanksgiving. That's what I hear. And they say that it's going it's to be a 30% or 40% misty rain on Thursday. Okay. But uh, they're not talking heavy rain. Yeah, that's okay. That's kind of almost Thanksgiving that's weather. Only, yeah. And that's only 30 or 40 percent. Yeah. <laughs> These Let's last see. two days we had 30 or 40 percent, didn't we? And it didn't see much. One hundredth of an inch or something. Usually it's cold in Tennessee on on Thanksgiving. And I always think back to us seven, seven or eight-year-old boys out with their father yeah. enjoying... Yeah. He was enjoying, I don't think we were enjoying, <laughs> hunting the quail. Oh. And uh, camaraderie and uh, eating sardines out of, out of a can and uh, all that other kind of stuff. Do you have different... On a cold, rainy day. So 
Just a quick question. <laughs> now, years later, do you look at it more fondly than no, you did at the time? No. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> you hated it then. Yeah. Don't remember it fondly. Yeah. Hey, Trace is coming up. All right. What's up, Trace? Well, Grab usually you call a commercial when Trace comes up, but you're not. And, well, we do uh, have to Trace take a break. Trace has got his coat on. Good for you, Cat Trace. We do have to take a break. No, I'm what? just kidding, Trace. Oh, <laughs> really? Really? It's just five minutes. Yeah, so uh, to, to, to give you Jerry's thing, Wednesday night, 40% chance of showers. Oh, wow. So it's going to be gusty. Huh? Gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Thanksgiving Day, 40% chance of showers. Uh, and then Thursday night. Wow, it's, so it's like 40% chance of showers. Nothing less than 30 uh, until um, Saturday. Which is rain is always good for the Christmas trees. That's good. Yay. Yeah. Brings out people and keeps the trees even fresher. What did y'all do between the time we left yesterday and now? We worked all night. Yeah, I bet uh, you did. I don't no, doubt no, it. I didn't. But, uh, uh, you have lots more even, trees. Even to... surprised me how many. Well, there's a crew a crew out there about 15 people, it looks like, no, working. you're going to give Charles a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I think 30 or 40 eight. people he brought in. People off the street. Seven or eight. <laughs> When we were walking up here, uh, you get to a certain point in the nursery where that Christmas tree smell is, uh, overcomes you. Yes. And okay. it's really nice. And I think the only thing more overpowering is the wassail. Yeah. So we've actually got wassail brewing today. Oh, good. Wow. Yay. Good. That's good for a sore throat and a yeah. little congestion. Yeah. So that'll make, and, you, make you, your whole house smell good. Are you, you sharing the wassail recipe? Yes. Okay. We are. Well, <laughs> uh, and those fragrances is kind of interesting, though, because wherever you are in a nursery, there's a different fragrance. Yeah, yeah. You know, over there in the uh, uh, pansies. And, uh, and if you have a good imagination there in the cyclamen. Uh, and let's see. Where, Was where that a shot at me, trees? by the way? And if you have a good imagination. <laughs> yeah, tra- Trace is uh, the, uh, the white uh, cyclamen have. I, I challenge fragrance. you to show up early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and not smell them, huh? And not, not smell them. Yeah. Uh, we, on that note of uh, smelly things. Uh-huh. Uh, we, oh, wait a minute. We have some 10-inch stock coming in this week. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, saw, I saw those the other day at the nursery. They're blooming and pretty. That's not what you call Smell? Uh, what do you? What did you Fragrance? call it? Smell? Yeah, it's a, it's a perfume. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Stocks are pretty spectacular in terms of fragrance. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So when do they come in? Uh well, hopefully Monday or Tuesday. Okay, and that'd be uh, nice to uh, have. With our our uh, first shipment of poinsettias should be in uh, Monday. Well, wow, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah. Actually, it's pretty much looks like Christmas. <laughs> but really, all it takes is one of those stock containers by your front door, and you yeah, get that, you get that light and nice. Constant fragrance. It'd be great to have there for everybody coming to visit for yeah. Thanksgiving and yeah. Christmas. And the patio. I mean, you could it'd be four or five different locations you could put them in. There'd be. Well, I've only got yeah. seventy coming. So okay, oh, really? so get, here, get here quickly. <laughs> yeah. So just letting let everybody know again, real quick. The thanks Thanksgiving is the only day of this week that Mill Burgers will be closed. This is correct. Okay, so Wednesday they're open. You can come get them. You can come get your Christmas trees. Uh, there is now. 
plenty to choose from. There was still plenty yesterday, but not there's. It's more plentiful it's more, now. They're more plentiful Fraser furs, though. I mean, uh, we, you know, we'll you put a crew of twenty five guys together to, to help you. <laughs> Poor Charles. Sorry. The nobles and Nordmans will be in uh, tomorrow. So oh, okay. Within a day or two, we'll have most of those stood. And Noble is the is the Noble the most popular? Fraser is the most popular. Fraser is the most popular. Okay. Noble is the most noble. Uh huh. You can you can hang your bigger, heavier ornaments on those. And uh, Nordman, talk about Nordman. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are allergic to Christmas trees. Yeah. Uh, so this they is still a, want them, but this they... is a, a tree that uh, they're less likely to be allergic to. Yeah, it's used throughout Europe uh, for that purpose. Right. To, so there aren't any allergies. And, aller- and it's becoming very popular here. And they're all pretty. They all are absolutely gorgeous. Um, and um, Millburgers, uh, when we see them going out, uh, the employees are helping people out with them. You bet. And do you, do you offer special training? I mean, I've always, it's remarkable to me that the, the staff can deal with Putting them on the on, on the, the car so they yeah. don't get hurt or they well, don't we fall actually, off. We actually had a class yesterday morning. Uh-huh. Oh wow! After our store meeting, and uh, Roger, of course, conducted it, <laughs> and uh, of how to tie trees down in around. Uh, we even had Peter bring up a uh, a car that didn't have any real tying points on it because there's lots of people that have uh, cars that want them on it, but yeah. there's really no place to tie. So we taught them all how to secure one to a tree to a car that has no real fixed points to tie to oh wow what is that masking tape or uh <laughs> what's that what's that tape we use for everything <laughs> no there's a, there's always a, a oh, duct fixed, tape fixed duct point tape. so even, even, what, if you, even if you have to go through the car yeah um, we can figure out a way to what you what you do you bring four or five adults with you and they, they, they hang they, out the window and hold it. There you go. Out the uh, window. Yeah, we do mattresses that way in Tennessee. Yeah, that's why Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee highways are littered with mattresses. Yes, I bet you could probably lay down anywhere. You probably can. They're called rest stops. You just put, it, put your head out the window and yeah. hold on. Well, we so. don't do any more. You know, with in the old days, you used, you, you used the trunk, but they, I guess, trunks are so yeah, so, so small now. Yeah, it's really not. The best way to haul things is with the truck. And I know you haven't done them here professionally, but personally, have you ever put something on top of the car and then just thinking you were genius, run the rope while the door was closed through the window, tie it up, wrap it around. There you go. And then realize you cannot get in the car. I've had a a customer that wanted to do their own. Uh Uh-huh. Did they do that? And they did that. Uh, It's one of those light bulb moments. Then you go. He tied his family inside, and he was left. Oh, no. So... Did, Did he, anybody accuse him of ulterior motives? Or yeah, anything? I don't think so, but uh, so, he was a little... <laughs> don't, and don't forget the uh, Barron's deal where... Yeah, now we're, don't tell that story. We're gonna sh- Barron's going to call us during uh, the <laughs> annual open house. It's a Christmas tradition where oh, Barron okay, tells his story. Okay. <laughs> so I'm curious now. You've now tied the family in the car. <laughs> all right. You've got it all ready to go. Do you, A, admit your mistake, untie everything... Or B, climb through the window. Be cool and climb through the window. <laughs> I, I think that would be on an individual basis. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I hope to never make that mistake. No, it really, I have made that mistake. And it's like, oh, duh. 
You just you just look at the car going, really? I didn't figure this out. At least you always remember to take yours off before you get into the uh, garage. Yes, yes. Don't, 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 don't. I'm not going anymore. Yeah, don't go anymore. It's and, a, it'll yeah. be a beautiful holiday <laughs> tradition when we share that story. And we've talked about those wonderful Christmas tree stands that they yep. have over here. That's a great deal. That don't fall over. Yep. But uh, when you... Y'all make special preparations when you tie those onto a car, right? We do. We have uh, some little... Well, they got rebar on the bottom. We put a little cap on the end of the rebar. Uh, there you or, go. or we wrap plastic. Yeah. And we don't put it anywhere where it's going to scratch. So we now, they... It, yeah, yeah, try to put that above the window. They yeah. generally can go in the trunk. The... If you don't have, if you take them off the tree, they well, can, we're not gonna. You can't do that. You don't want to take them off. The you tree. can't take them off. One of these stands, if it comes off the tree, it can't go back on the tree without a fresh cut. Otherwise, it won't be stable. Huh. Yeah. Another fresh cut and redrilled. I'll be done. So that's why we do the exchange program. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you who don't know what what goes on there, if you have a rebar stand that you purchased from us or or anybody, if it's the same kind of stand, uh, you can bring us that stand, and you pick out a tree that's already stood. And we will uh, we will take your stand and give you a tree already stood, and we'll we'll take that stand and put it on another tree. So that there you go. That stand could conceivably see ten or fifteen different Christmases, and I think that's pretty cool. That's cool. And it's probably too soon to talk about this, but I'll bring it up anyway. If you go to millburgernursery.com when Christmas is over and you're ready to get rid of that tree and dispose of it, uh, Millburgers has uh, got a a green plan, if you will. Yes. And uh, that you also benefit for by uh, letting Millburgers dispose of the tree when you bring it in, and you'll get a we'll get, get you a coupon yeah. for uh, I think it's twenty percent off of a purchase. Yeah, uh, for January through I think through February. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll we'll double check. It's all Millburgernursery.com. Yeah, what's that? That's over a month and a half. <laughs> yes, that's good, right? That they can use it. Uh, yeah. A, there is technically a deadline of dropping it off. And if you oh, do, yeah, that's, I see what you're saying. If you take advantage of it, uh, please undecorate it completely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so milk burgers <laughs> can be where you get it and return it, and you're going to get a little something back yes. for just returning it. And then you don't have to have bought the tree here. That's true. Yeah. yeah. We've had uh, all kinds of trees that uh, obviously came from somewhere else. Uh, different types of trees than we even sell. Yeah, I looked yesterday. Uh, y'all go get any of those cute little uh, rosemary fragrant trees uh, well, sh- shaped like a... There's a handful are up there. Oh, okay. And, and then there's some 8-inch pots due in on Wednesday. Okay. I and, looked at, uh, the, at the with the living tree. And I think some, uh, some one-ball poodle tree, I think, is coming in on... Okay. And, and a few other things. A and poodle, they're fragrant. Poodle trees? Well, it's like a... Yeah, it's the stick or the ball. Oh, what are the what were the little ones? Were those Arizona cypress over there, or the, were there's they? Some fi- there's some five gallon Arizona yeah, cypress that came in. I think they were. We met, we talked about that yesterday, being kind of cute for a grandpa to give a the child a, a small one like that, and you, they can decorate it and then plant it. Kind of, you know, we all do that with our yeah. relatives. You know, we plant a tree in your in your honor, kind of thing. I just think that would be a the only uh, problem is if it dies. Melton, oh well, with an Arizona cypress, you got to be pretty. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's pretty invincible. Yeah, those are the. It's got to be one of the best trees for our landscape. The guy I used to do television with Bruce Cates. I remember Bruce. Uh, well. He he always. Uh, Where is Bruce? I don't know. I think he's uh, 
living the good life. I don't know. Bruce, give us a call. He's still in town. We want but, to uh, call he, us him and call Bruce and tell him to call us. He always, uh, he always planted, uh, when, when he had his children, he'd plant a tree, have me plant a tree in the front yard. And uh, uh, the last one he planted was, was an oak. We, we planted a red oak. And uh, for his youngest son, the, the tree died for some reason. Uh, I, I don't think Bruce watered it or something. Maybe it's the person who planted it. So we just replanted We put a put Ouch. another one in there. And I blame Bruce for uh, not watering it, taking care of it. Nice. <laughs> All right. So. Cheerful note. Yeah, 210 308 8867. Now, the weekend after next, what's that? I was going to say, there's some debate going on. How long would y'all leave one of these living trees inside? Oh. Well, in my article, I I noticed I've said two weeks, but I've done it three weeks without a a Deodora cedar and an Arizona cypress, and both of them. Did fine. I don't. Yeah, Neil. Neil Sperry doesn't like to leave him in the house very long. Well, I, I don't either. So I, I just wanted to. Yeah. Get a. a well, the Neil's on your side. Of course, the easiest, the best thing is, and the easiest if you can do, if you're looking for a tree for the patio mm-hmm. or for the front of of the house area, that that that's better. Then they don't have to go in at all. But uh. But uh, after you left yours in for three weeks, did you see any damage to it? I didn't notice any damage. I don't know with well, these evergreens. Uh, the pine types. Uh, I don't. I don't think it damaged. I don't. I. I, I never have heard about damage. On and the, the trick is just. Uh, I mean, you got to do some planning because they're heavy. Uh, and then the water, you know, yeah. you got to have some kind of tray or something right. so you can right. water them. But, uh, yeah, I, I, the, the two weeks is, is uh, I don't think is any problem. but And three is but my experience without a problem yeah. with those two varieties. Uh, they don't stop. They don't drop needles or anything. No, they don't seem to. It's just like these, these toes. I remember in the old days we would get Christmas trees and... I mean, now there'd oh, be yeah. needles dropping all the time. <laughs> it was always a race to get to the end of the holidays or have a tree intact. In yeah. So I guess and, you bought Douglas fir then. Well, the ba- well, no, back in then, the balsam fir, uh, balsam, and uh, the pines in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were no, nowhere near in terms of performance like these trees. Do y'all have a shaker that shakes the trees before you? You're, you're looking at them. Needle. Oh, is that right? Yep, I'm the shaker. You know there's an electric, <laughs> I mean a motorized. Well, here's the problem. Shaker. So with the stand, there's Look at be that a way fierce young woman with her hammer. Is that we, a hammer? We'd have to put the shaker on oh. before we stand the tree, and that would add to the whole length of time of getting them stood. And, okay. And we'd much rather get them in water faster. Okay. That's To us, that's far more benefit, getting in the water faster. So you've mentioned a couple of things that are coming in this week, the poinsettias, yes. the stocks. Anything else exciting we need to know? Uh, so, well, we're going we're, we're gonna to have the Nordmans. Oh, good. That's the, right. Uh, and, and the Nobles. And we will get some uh, uh, some Noble fir wreaths. Ooh, nice. So we have Fraser fir now, and we should get Nobles. 
Uh, and that's and still great color selection. Yeah. So still. Oh yeah. There was a a lot of pansies and snapdragons coming in this week. And, Ooh, good. And violas. Oh uh, yeah. That, that the selection of snapdragons is, I think, it's the best. Here, here at Millburgers in saying years. That, he's yeah. saying that because we have rockets. Yeah, he's got rockets. Oh. <laughs> but I was also noticing there's at least a lot. It looks to me like there's four other varieties, Sonnets, Snapshot. Then there were a couple other uh, selections out there, too. So every not just three sizes, but four or five different sizes, it looks like. And... Uh, most of the modern ones are blooming. Now, rockets yeah. are a little slow to bloom. but uh. well, Some lady came up uh, yesterday after the show and was asking uh, what annuals could she plant that were deer-resistant uh, in her uh, wildflower area. I mean, wild, yeah, wildflower area. And uh, I think we we told her snaps, didn't we? Were you, weren't you up here? I, I might have been. Uh, snaps and calendulas are the two... Snaps and calendula are the two best uh, sun ones. Okay. Uh, Cyclamen is actually on the deer resistant list, but I've seen them eat the blooms. Oh yeah, so, yeah, they eat the blooms. Now the snapdragons, they have a, if they walk through them. Yeah. Now, but uh, that year we ex- experimented in my neighborhood. The snaps didn't get eaten by the deer either, but they're they're not as versatile. I mean, there's tough putting them out there as vincas. Think they, they can walk right through the vinkers yeah. and yeah. Well, hey, don't go anywhere. Can you hang a second? We'll sure. do the plant of the weekend. Yes. All right. Back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Give us a call 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, we're live at Millburgers. Talk to Trace in just a second. We'll find out the plant of the weekend, but I want to talk to you about Free HD TV Texas. Uh, if you're ready to uh, cut the cord or if, if you feel like that you don't have any options, you got to have cable to get great television, well, you're wrong. Uh, if you want to get great television for one monthly free that's what Steve, the owner of it, calls it. It's very clever, and but it gets the point across. Uh, he can come to your house and show you how to set it up. In fact, he sets it up. He's the one that goes up on the roof. He's developed a system, uh, so he's, he's tried different antennas. He's tried different placements, and he's come across a system that works perfectly. It's guaranteed. Your satisfaction is guaranteed on this. That will get you great reception, even better than when it comes through cable, uh, and can get you 50 channels or so uh, at no 
cost uh, after the after you know paying for him uh, to come and do it. And so I encourage you, if you're interested in it, to go to Free HD TV Texas or just give him a call and learn more. If you want to get more channels, some of the premium channels, he can even show you how you can do that through your internet provider as well. And uh, you know what? It's uh, it's the way the world is going. Uh, so if you don't want to pay that high cable bill anymore you don't actually have to uh, steve can show you how it's as easy as a phone call call him at 210-660-210-660 hdtv that's 210-660 hdtv learn learn about all the options uh, he's a great guy uh does a super job uh, and uh, he's helped a lot of people. Go read the testimonials. You'll like them. And he's helped a lot of people that tried this on their own and couldn't do it. Uh, so maybe you're one of those people. Uh, Steve's developed the system that can help you. Uh, 210-660-HDTV for free HDTV Texas. Uh, and freehdtvtexas.com, of course, the website. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Are we ready? We are ready. It's time for the Plant of the Weekend. All right, so uh, onions. Uh, everybody's been clamoring for onions, and uh, we never know exactly when they're going to show up. So uh, the first order actually just came in. It was delayed a week by you weather. Mean, you mean when there's cyclamen and pansies and snapdragons, you've got people <laughs> clamoring for onions? We, we do. Uh. We do. We, we, we had a wish list of uh-huh. about 30 people to call. Wow. Came in. Is that right? Yes. That's cool. Wow. So uh, we, we all... Well, that's a whole other ball game. We have a wish list, so yeah, I was going to say, if you want something, we can try to get it. Can't guarantee, but uh, we will certainly try. Yeah, and we do make an effort to call everybody back. And, well, this, and the uh, cool thing is that sometimes that people are interested in it, but they're not necessarily interested in the season that it's there. So, if they're on the wish list, let's say a fruit tree. So, yeah, now it's different, but at one point, really, the fruit trees came in in January. So you could call them and say, okay, we now have blank, or we have these pecan trees, or whatever. Right. Cool. All right. 210-497-3760. Call Milberg. So, okay. So the uh, onions, onions, 30 people. And then the this the earliest they've come? No. Last year we had them a week earlier. Oh, is that right? But, but we didn't have the uh, weather that we had had with the, yeah. with the rain and all. So. Yeah. They have to get in the um, field and harvest. It. Yep. So it's always different. It's generally always in November, but it's all weather related. Yeah. Uh, and as you were mentioning yesterday, you know most of the onions didn't grow into the ground, or the seeds didn't go into the ground until uh, mid-October. Mid-October. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we've got uh, three different yellows. So we've got a Granix, if you want like an onion flavor, uh, in yellow. In red, uh, we have the uh, red Creole for the oniony flavor. There you go. And we have the white Bermuda for the oniony flavor. Oh, okay. And in the sweeter onions, we have two yellows. One everybody's familiar with is 1015Y. Yeah. And the one I think that they should be familiar with is Texas Legend. Uh, that is the improvement upon the 1015Y. Um, and then we have um, a Texas Super Sweet White, and then we have a uh, another red one that I went blank on. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there's a there's a sweet red one too. Okay, and so you're buying. Uh, it's a, a bunch. A set, they're doing bunch? about 80. Uh, right. They look really really good. And I was doing the math. That's like four cents an onion. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they are easy to grow. So even if you've not done vegetables or onions specifically, it's one of the easiest crops to, to put in the ground. Uh, there's just not much to it. Uh, maybe rock phosphate in the trench and side dress with ammonium sulfate regularly through the through the growing season. And for every leaf you get to come up as a shell around the onion, so you pump mm. them. With, you pump them with the nitrogen to get as big an onion as you can get. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's easy. We, we Jerry, Jerry and I just recommend one of the, either the winterizer fertilizer or the slow release yeah. lawn fertilizer. Yeah. Right. That's so easy to the nitrogen levels high. Um, what was the oh the other th- the other thing is that it, it, some people get kind of overwhelmed by the number. But you can plant them relatively close together, and oh, then yeah. one of the neatest things is to harvest them as green onions. Yeah, so, you can so plant them every two inches, and then uh, uh, within, with what do you think, Jerry? Uh, by March fifteenth or March first, oh, yeah. have, have harvested. So there's six inches in yeah. between. The oh, okay, because so, they make big onions. Yeah, all those varieties. Now, if you did, if you don't harvest them in between, it just limits the size of the bulb. That's right. But Small you can really have some big bulbs if you and, do the fertilizer. Jerry, yeah, and Jerry mentioned yesterday that uh, that you can underplant. Right. So you can you can put them in and around your spinach. Uh, there are a lot of organic people out there. That's what I meant to say, I was going to say on the fertilizer. So the the organic people would use blood meal uh, oh, for, their, okay. for their nitrogen source. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, those, those onions are. Uh, I used to fuss at Mr. Wetzler. He would put uh, onion the, transplants in the uh, in the paper. Well, you buy bublets. But, yeah, buy bublets. But also the uh, the pl- transplants when they came out, he would put one of his famous coupons in the paper, and I always told him that that was early. And then he told me <laughs> that a lot of customers are buying those things for green onion. Rather oh, than buying from true. the grocery store, yeah. you know, like, uh, and that's that's the way the green onions in the grocery store are grown. Uh, they plant them thick and uh, pull them as green onion. But uh, Dixondale, uh, the onions we sell, uh, they plant them thick and pull them and bunch them up uh, for transplants. So uh, that's why you divide, you you pull apart the uh, bunches that you get here, and like uh, like he said, what did you say? say I said six, 50, 60 or sixty, sixty uh, or more. It's, I think it's eighty. But we'll, we'll go with eighty. That seems a little too. It seems a little large, but yeah. it depends we'll on the check. depends on the size of the onion counts. too. Yeah, a lot a lot of them, they go a long way. Yeah, that's for sure. When you're sitting there. Planting and you never want to plant just one variety because you need some. Right, some years they do better. Some years one variety will do better than the other. Now they're surprisingly attractive in a uh, container too. Yeah, yeah. Especially you know your your combination of spinach, yeah, and onions or uh, lettuce and onions. Right, it works pretty darn good. Easy to grow and uh, look, look, look very nice. Have you still got Crawford lettuce? Yes. Good. What's so, the deal on that? So they can get the Crawford lettuce free. Uh, free. Yeah. Hey, anybody One's out there, speaking no. of Crawford lettuce, anybody out yeah. there that has had success with their Crawford lettuce uh, germinating, let me know. I still haven't had any what? success. Uh, I o- you say operator that. error. 
Could be, I guess. Although past years it's worked, but this year it's certainly not. So if you're Crawford, tell us we need a Crawford lettuce report at 210-308-8867. Either you will show Calvin up or Misery Loves Company and you can both... uh, Who is the person that was competing with me on the... the, uh, Summer. uh, Winter squash, yeah, Yeah, or the summer squash. Uh, No. But they... (laughs) The other, you know, if you, carrots are, are, not, are much harder than no, Crawford yeah. lettuce generally, but they're coming up uh, pretty well. So there is some hmm. some little cork or something that I've... Well, uh, Millburgers has a new seed. Didn't we give you some you gave me seed? You gave me new seed and I put it out, yeah. What's he doing? I'm... Don't know. <laughs> I just, I guess I didn't do the. Uh, I don't know. I lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably, may, maybe I'll need to call Steve Brown and see if he'll why, come why out and bless Why don't you get Milton to come out and show you how to do yeah, it? Yeah, maybe yeah, I should have that's done. Yeah, that would wow. be. That would be embarrassing, yeah. <laughs> All right. I, the other thing is, we mentioned too, uh, onions are one of those. Uh, Sweet corn and other a uh, few other things that will grow in nematode uh, right. infected ground right. Right. without being affected. Huh. Hey, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is the number. You can give us a call with your Crawford reseeding lettuce reports or tell us what's going on. A lot of folks are getting cyclamen. I just saw a big old uh, cart going out there. She, <laughs> we sell more and more every year. Yeah, she had the pinks and whites on the bottom and the reds on the top. And, oh. the, and just the cart looked good. She could just put the cart in her front yard. It would have looked nice. Um, so speaking of nice-looking plants, too, yeah. uh, talk a little bit about Christmas cactus and the... And so we got like four different colors yeah. of Christmas cactus. <laughs> oh, did, did, did we ever check on them? The greatest sort. What is that favorite plant that starts with A for you? Yeah, the... Uh, oh, I... I, I <laughs> yeah, thank you. Anthurium. Anthurium. i got to figure out a way to remember Looks that. Looks like it's an art, almost an artificial plant. Yeah, it, it does, does. kind of. So... One at a time. Let's do uh, Christmas cactus. Okay. So there's like four colors, what three colors? sizes. Uh, so purple, which my wife called pink when I when she told oh. me to send her a picture, and uh, so she got a she got a purple, and there was red, and then there was an actual pink, and okay. uh, a white. There wasn't orange. It just came to be in a dream. I think that was uh, an illusion. So Trace, okay. uh, what about now they bloom they're looking great now how long will that bloom stay and then what do you do with them the rest of the season it's it's a zygote cactus so it's pretty pretty easy to grow and i know there's ways to trick them into blooming off season um but i'm not sure what those are but uh yeah because we, we used to be there was we get we get them they bloom and then then people have trouble getting them to the re-bloom. re-bloom. Yeah. yeah, I heard something about a closet yesterday, but oh uh, no, never, never tried that one myself. <laughs> I, yeah. bet, I bet you they've got these new ones uh, are not uh, daily sensitive. Well, I'm, I, aren't they naturally going to be blooming at Easter rather than Christmas? Yeah, I think so. But uh, Easter, well, I've, I've had problem. Uh, what I've had good luck with them. Is when the temperature's cool, I put them out on the patio uh, and leave them there overnight. They get a short day uh, or intermediate day uh, treatment as well as cold, cooler temperatures. This is, ne- this is next year, trying to get them right, to bloom right, again. Right, to yeah. get them to rebloom. Yeah, so you would enjoy this bloom uh, and then uh, just what, use them as an indoor plant or just use them outside until... You're right. 
until the cool weather. Right. Now. They're, they're freeze, of course. So you got to watch that. But uh, they're they're an heirloom plant. I, uh, people always talk about uh, their grandma had them, grandmothers had them, and I think the the original was pink, wasn't it? I'm, I don't remember. The old-timey one? I'm old, but I don't quite remember that. <laughs> I've, I've seen them where they have just kept them every year, you know. and not, Huge not real, oh, real yeah. bloom. Yeah, none real rebloom, but they had the, the plant there, and then they get a new one with the bloom every year. Too, yeah. So. I like that. Yeah. All right. And you can break. I know Trace doesn't like when we mention this, but if, if you break a piece off, it is a cactus, and it will, re-blo- it will huh. root. All right, we have got uh, we've got to go back to the, go to the phone lines now. Hang up here or stay with us, Trace. Marty is on the line with a with a comment at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Marty, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Sure, uh, uh, Doctor Doctor Parsons was very nice and sent me some a package of uh, Crawford lettuce receding feed. Oh, just I, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yes, and I went ahead and planted them, and believe it or not, they're coming up. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So, so Kevin, that's the so old, what did what, what did you do? Uh, <laughs> the old seed, just uh, huh? Was it the old seed? That's yeah. the old seed from Millburgers. I don't seed. know what Calvin's yeah. doing wrong, Marty. Okay, <laughs> was there some kind of dance yeah. or something that you did? Marty, or? can you help Calvin through this? What's yeah, what are the I secrets? Just, uh, I just uh, <laughs> on the ground. And the, the ground was, was wet, of course. Yeah, good. So did you water? Did yes, you I, did I, you water after you placed them? Yeah. Or just was the soil moist, and then you placed it there, and then did you have to water it afterwards? The soil was pre-moistened with a rainwater. It was drenched. Yeah. Rain. I just put the seeds right on top, didn't press them in or anything like that. And then uh, I just, you know, just keep watching it. And after about two or three days, the, the seeds began to germinate. There you go. Three oh. days. How many days have yeah. you been waiting, Calvin? Uh, <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've replanted three times. Oh, oh my goodness. No. Yeah, so. Well, I'm glad your seed came up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah I keep thinking truck. thinking mine will come up all at once. You know, I'll be overcome by Crawford lettuce. Uh, but yeah. it is. it can be pretty unpredictable. It kind uh, of has a mind of its own. Yeah, and it's amazing, you know, come come up in those uh, sidewalks and over yeah. at KSAT, and and then it comes up. I generally have it all over my yard late, <laughs> but uh, this this year I don't. I it don't may see still any come up. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, you in I'm, Hondo? No, I'm in San Antonio. No. Oh, okay. I uh, I got a letter from a lady in uh, Hondo that sent me about. Uh, Six or seven names in one letter. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah. uh, they they were mainly around Hondo. All right. Thanks for the here. info, Marty. Marty, call us next week and tell us how it's doing. Yeah. Uh, how much larger they are. Yeah. yeah. And how much more you're enjoying them. Will you call yeah. us next next Sunday? He might, he might even be harvesting somebody. Oh, he could be. I don't know. Uh, Thank they, you. They are very encouraging people. Yeah, I know. We sure are. Thanks, Marty. Thanks for calling. Bye. That's fun. Glad you're enjoying them. 
All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. That's I'm Milton Glick on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you haven't marked your calendar yet, mark it. December 7th, December 8th is Millburgers annual open house weekend for Christmas, and it contains two great days of two different activities that are both a lot of fun. Saturday, December 7th is Millburgers traditional open house with all kinds of fun. First off, Santa's going to be there from 11 till 3, so it's a great opportunity for you to take family fun photos. There's free hot chocolate, wassail, popcorn, Roasted corn for just a donation to the Salvation Army and for a donation to the Salvation Army. Face painting from 11 to 3. Enjoy the sweet Adelines as they carol throughout the nursery and ride the little red choo-choo from 11 to 3. Then on Sunday, it's the cowboy tradition with the little red choo-choo, roasted corn, funnel cakes, hot chocolate wassail, hot chili from nature's creation from 11 till the pot runs dry, the Texas weather band, a balloon artist, and come by and see Santa again from 11 to 3 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. I've been thinking lately, life is good. My husband has a great job and so do I. The kids are on track for college. I love our house. But what if something happens to one of us? The kids' college tuition would go away. The house would go away. Everything we've worked for just goes away. How would we pick up the pieces? We don't have life insurance. Can we even afford it? We can't just go on ignoring it. Protect your family's future with help from Ethos Life Insurance. Ethos is life insurance built with you in mind. Straightforward, super fast, and affordable. The online application takes just minutes. There are no commissioned agents, and you'll get an instant estimate based on options that are right for you and your family. Ethos is the hassle-free way to get covered. It only takes a few minutes, so don't put it off. Ethos is dedicated to finding you the right coverage fast. Thank goodness we did something about it. Who knows what happens tomorrow? Now I know we're covered and I'm so relieved. Go to ethoslife.com for a free instant estimate now. That's ethoslife.com. ethoslife.com. God bless us everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for 2020? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle by going to 930amtheanswer.com. Brought to you by Southwest Exteriors and 930amtheanswer. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to DellOnTheRadio.com to access our free live training event schedule. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. Has Elsa seemed weird to you? She seems like Elsa. In Disney's new Frozen 2, Queen Elsa of Arendelle is hearing a strange voice calling her to a magically sealed away forest. And it all seems to relate to her mysterious icy abilities. This much anticipated sequel shares messages about family, friendship and love and deals with issues of lost grief and betrayal. But... 
The movie also dabbles in pagan spiritual elements. That and some darker narrative moments could give parents pause. So we'll give Frozen 2 a cautious 2.5 out of 5 for family friendliness. Read the detailed review at PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olaszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. Leaves of brown, they fall to the ground In a tear over there, leaves abound Shut the door, down the lights, and relax What is more, your desire are the facts and welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. Give us a call. Uh, give us your Crawford uh, lettuce reports. Uh, tell us what's going on in your gardening world, too. Uh, Calvin, um, so I at the corner of my eye, I keep catching a white butterfly that keeps fluttering. I don't yeah, see- I've seen that, too. That uh, that looks like the white butterfly that lays the uh, cabbage looper. Well, it, it, it could be. The, I, I notice there's uh, several of them in the certified butterfly garden, but it's got a it's got a pattern on there that's a little different than the, the cabbage moss that I'm okay. used to. Okay, yeah. yeah. Usually they have just a spot on them. Yeah, now th- this has got a pattern of uh, black okay. etching on it. Okay. But it's it's rela- it's definitely related to those uh, yeah cabbage S- probably a sulfur of some type. Um, what I don't the, see is the monarchs anymore. No, they I got was, out of town. I think yeah, they did. That gives them a chance to make it to their <laughs> wintering grounds, that which is good. And some nice weather. I wish wish them well, Milton. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see them again. <laughs> we were talking yesterday about. Uh, the the recipes and and the, the Thanksgiving dinners that the uh, pilgrims ate, and I went over some of the things that they they could have had. One of the most interesting things was uh, they had eagles. They ate eagles. Yeah, well, <laughs> ball eagles. But uh, in the in the nut category. Mm-hmm. They ate walnuts, chestnuts, and acorns. Okay. Why didn't they have pecans, Milton? I don't know. Is the season over, or they're in the wrong part of the world? <laughs> they're in the wrong part of the world. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's, uh, they freeze. The pecan oh, freeze will freeze oh, up in Plymouth. Uh, so uh, that's why they didn't have pecans. So they have... We we have northern pecans that we grew in Kansas. Yeah. At uh, uh, in Kansas, uh, we didn't have but any. that's about as far north. Yeah, as, we didn't have them any uh-uh. in Minnesota. That's why uh, the uh, people buy pecans and send them to the north because uh, they're in if, short supply. If there. you're relying on hickories, you could starve to death. Yeah. Trying oh to get yeah. Them out of, trying to get them out of those <laughs> shells, man. <laughs> You would use more more energy getting them out of a shell than you would get any kind of. You had hickory uh, trees, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
No, I mean, we weren't overwhelmed by hickories. Yeah, were hickories, yeah. yeah. Nice tree, but... Okay. Uh, yeah, very nice wood. Did you, ha- did you have uh, chestnuts? I don't remember chestnuts. I don't know that... Maybe the... That chestnut uh, disease. Yeah, that that would have got them. Let's see, that that was before we were born. Yeah. Or when we were very young. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I when remember it, the publicity publicity about the threatening the disease, but I don't remember ever having seen any of them oh, die or anything. It was devastating. I mean, uh, uh, there in Tennessee. We had huge uh, chestnut trees uh, in the forest. I remember the Dutch elm disease. Oh, yeah. Because American elms were everywhere on every street. <laughs> and uh, they just weren't, you know, they just died over a number of years. Mm. But here's some things uh, some, uh, that are surprisingly the following foods are considered staples of the modern Thanksgiving meal, but they didn't appear on the Pilgrim's first feast table, Milton. Okay, well, apparently pecans. Uh, Well, yeah, I put, I don't don't think, they didn't put pecans. There was no pecan pie? Uh, uh, They they didn't have ham, Milton. And they they probably didn't have that... uh, what is it, uh, the famous ham that uh, they used or we, that had it cut, you buy, uh, you know. The spiral slice? Yeah, the spiral okay. cut ham. There's no evidence that the colonists had butchered a pig by that time. Though they had uh, brought the pigs with them from England, uh, I don't guess pigs are... Native to the Americas. Well, you've got pig related down in those peccaries and things like that. But yeah, I don't, but that, yeah, I don't that's know. amazing how when you got buffalo pig, pigs when, caught on. When you got buffalo and deer, yeah. you know. <laughs> no. And uh, this is sad. They didn't have sweet potatoes, man. Ah! <laughs> Or regular potatoes. Yeah, Irish potatoes. They have rutabagas? <laughs> I'm getting to that. They have sweet, <laughs> sweet rutabagas? No. What? Ooh, are they sweet? <laughs> I know they're <laughs> called Swedes. The sweet right. potatoes and potatoes, they, these were not common in, in Plymouth, Massachusetts, because it was too cold. Sweet potatoes is a tropical plant, practically. And uh, they are native to South America's. Okay. All the potatoes and the, uh, and I think sweet, I don't know if sweet potatoes are native to the South Americas. Well, they some, have to look that up. They grow a lot of sweet potatoes. I don't, of course, that, that discussion we had about yams versus sweet potatoes. Yeah. Sweet potato-like plants they grow in Africa. You're right, right. And that yam is... It no, nothing looks nothing like a sweet potato. I'm talking about the true yam. Uh, also, corn on the cob. They didn't have corn on the cob like we're going to have for our Christmas yeah. deal. You said they had sweet corn or something. No. I thought you said that yesterday they had corn. <laughs> 
Corn was Acorn. kept dried out at this time of the year. Oh, okay. So they, they soaked it in lye, I think, to soften it. Uh, cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. They didn't have cranberry. The, the colonists had cranberry, but no sugar at this time. Oh, that would be rather... Yeah, they're, they're pretty tart. And thank goodness they didn't have pumpkin pie. Why, thank goodness. You said they had pumpkin. <laughs> it's not a recipe that exists at this point. In other words, they didn't have a recipe for pumpkin pie. Though the pilgrims had recipes for stewed pumpkin. In other words, they had the pumpkin, but they didn't have the pump- recipe for pumpkin pie. You would. Uh, you could use. You can use pumpkin and squash for sweet potato-like. Yeah. To, uh, meals too, and yeah. Hmm. At, le- at least you didn't have to put up with those. Uh, with every single drink and dessert has pumpkin flavoring to it, <laughs> Milton. And they didn't go to Starbucks, and they didn't, yeah. they didn't get the pumpkin spice. So they, what, what, they what didn't they have? have chicken and eggs. Oh. We know the colonists brought hens with them from England, but it's not known how many they had left at this point or whether the hens were still laying. Oh. The, and milk. They didn't have milk, Milton. You can't make pumpkin pie without milk, right? I've never made pumpkin pie. <laughs> Can you? No, I don't know. Is there no, milk in it? No cows had been aboard the Mayflower. They have goats? Though it's possible the colonists used goat milk. Okay. There you go. To make cheese. Okay. So they had cheese. <laughs> From the goats. Okay. Goat what, cheese. What did they eat before they went and watched football? No. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. But uh, nice. it's, it's, uh, there, there's a one comment on here that uh, that if the Indians hadn't shown up with their stuff, yeah, they that they wouldn't had had hardly anything to eat. I think that's accepted. That yeah, that yeah, this really was a uh, Indian holiday. Yeah, they. Uh, Taught them a little bit more about the, uh, but the I Americas. Thought, I thought that was interesting. I didn't have ham or sweet potato. Do you have acorn recipes on your? Uh, did they no, have? No, I, uh, <laughs> I wanted to mention that I've got those recipes on. Uh, I've got thanks uh, pecan recipes, and uh, other recipes on plantanswers.com, but the pecan recipes are on the. Uh, on the front page in the t- topics of the month. And, of course, Billy brought us... Uh, yeah. Oh, his, no. <laughs> his his recipes. That's one of them on the ground down there. Oh, he'll go get it. We'll go, we'll go get it, Billy. <laughs> uh, but for chocolate pie, pecan pie. Yeah. And uh, I don't... I, I want Billy to call and tell me if... If this chocolate pecan pie is an original, or is it off of uh, the Bragg uh, Texas pecan recipe? They got a chocolate pecan pie on that. Okay. But uh, he brought one for a fudge pecan pie. Which sounds really good. And uh, so I I talk about, I got a write-up on pecans and uh, where to get them. All right, 
210-308-8867. We're going to get you caught up with the news in just a moment at 210-308-8867. And remember, if you're outside of San Antonio, it's 866-308-8867. If you've been uh, hearing the commercials and hearing us talk about uh, the thing that's coming up, the big uh, open house, the 7th and the 8th, the uh, the cowboy open house, the traditional open house. Go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn more about that. That's MillburgerNursery.com. We'll take a break and be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas as we broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 a.m. This is, of course, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Calvin and Jerry are talking to uh, listeners who uh, have come to visit with us. They uh, live up in Dallas, listen to the show, but they were down in this area, so they came by to say hi and uh, listen to us. That's kind of cool. Did y'all want to, oh, did you, I'll let you finish. Did y'all want to come on the air a second and say hi? You can do a shout-out to, uh, you're, you're here, hang on. Giving it up and listening. All right. So, yeah, who's your, who's your young listener? Who's uh, are you, you can introduce yourself. And, yeah, this this Greg Helm. I want to say hello to my wife, Amber, my uh, daughters, Landry and Lauren. Yeah. They're probably uh, not listening. Our biggest, our biggest fans, right? That's right. Uh, That's yeah. right. You don't have any relatives in Alabama, do you? Do not. Okay. (laughs) I got a relative named Helm as well, so that was her maiden name. Yeah. So, yeah. very minor Central Texas. Okay. That's okay. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, so, um, and did you do the shout-out? Did you say? uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll... uh, We'll let them listen to it after the show. They're yeah, they can do the podcast. And hear there it. you right. go. That's yeah, right. they'll, they'll be so very pleased. No. That you do that. <laughs> they'll be excited. So they uh, they got mentioned on the air. So and there you go. They're up in Dallas, right? Up in Dallas, yep. Probably okay. Plano or Richardson right now playing soccer. Oh, okay. Soccer. Well, it's a great day to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how do we get you interested in gardening? You said, I, we don't even garden and we enjoy the show. Uh, when my kids get done with high school <laughs> okay. and I have time to garden, I try okay. to halfway garden. So I actually do have a satsuma question. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. So I got a, a satsuma tree. It's the kitsu. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kitsu, cell, kitsu. Yeah, that's a good one. So I've got it in a big pot, and I protect it, you know, when it gets cold weather. Yeah, up in those Dallas. Kind of things. But, and so last March in Dallas, we had a late, really hard freeze. Right. Like 22 degrees for right. several days. Right. Um, so I took it inside, and it, it had already started blooming. Yeah. Um, and I lost all the blooms but one. So I have one fruit, and it's about <laughs> this big. Yeah. Um, and I thought by now it it should start oranging, but it it's still kind of green, and, and right there where the stem meets it, it, it is kind of starting to get a little yeah. orange. Do I just leave it alone? Or yeah, uh, is that fruit malformed? In other words, it's not round. Is well, it round? Well, it's, it's kind of like, almost like a pumpkin. It's kind of squished a little bit. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I imagine. Yeah, you're gonna be disappointed when you uh, <laughs> when you uh, peel that. Yeah. Uh, because that uh, when a when a tree goes through something like that and and uh, the fruit gets extremely big, it's puffy inside. Okay. 
Yeah. But the fr- fruit is still edible. Right. Now, the fruit ripens even when it's green. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, my, keep, my, my fruit is starting to show some color, but relatively yeah. small. But I, I, I opened up one the other day, and it was very tart. It wasn't, mm. yeah. wasn't and, sweet yet. Yeah. And see, last year I didn't have any fruit on it. The I, I bought it last fall. Okay. And, and the nursery I got it from said last fall it produced a ton of fruit. So it didn't okay. any last year. Yeah. And, of course, this year I think the, the late freeze got yeah, it, right, hurt right. it. So You'll have fruit next year. Okay. So fruit next year. So, so just, just so I understand, is now the time when it should start ripening or am I – yeah. Too late or okay. Yeah, it's and cold. then uh, November they ripened down okay. here. This is a strange, been a strange year though. Yeah. This was not the best year yeah. for. Is it in a container? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. he can protect it. When should he start protecting it? What temperature should he? We got it. We got to get this man satsumas now. <laughs> I, I know it'll survive thirty-two degrees. Oh, yeah, yeah. twenty-two is pretty <laughs> cold. I forgot one night. Well, well, I mean, it's, it's you're going to be but... real conservative. Well, 20, twenty-eight. And then uh, heat source if it's going to be twenty six or less. So like a blanket or the yeah. uh, the cloth, and then here's here's Calvin's article in yesterday's paper. Okay, see that, see that picture? <laughs> is that the is that the way your citrus looked? Uh, <laughs> uh, Calvin's article says uh, I cover the citrus whenever the forecast is for temperatures below 28 degrees. 28. Okay. okay. The Changsha tangerines, loquats, and satsumas can usually tolerate 26 degrees, hmm. but it is better to be safe than sorry. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah so I've, I've got it to where I can easily move it into a yeah. shop. Oh, that's area. good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, and we, we if we have uh, three hours or four hours of below freezing here in San Antonio, it's unusual there at Dallas, but you could have three days. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. How and do you how do you move it in? Do you have it like on wheels or under? Just by hand. Okay. Yeah, I'd put it on a dolly it across the porch and <laughs> put it in there. Okay. Yeah. Too heavy to lift, but it's easy enough yeah. to drag. Very cool. Uh, uh, is it in a whiskey bar size container? Or uh, a little bit smaller, but I, I'm at the point I need to transport. Yeah, it. right. Yeah, you can put it in a larger container, and uh, in uh, in March up there, I guess March or April. Uh, fertilize it with copious amounts of, of osmocote. <laughs> there you go. Wow, he really I does. Want, I want to see if he would listen. He passed the test. <laughs> but more, most people uh, growing container citrus don't fertilize it enough. Right. Yeah. And if, you, if they do that, eventually they'll go out of production. So when's oh, a good time wow. to trim it back because it's getting a little unruly? Uh, you would trim it back because uh, you don't want to trim it back in the winter going into the winter because yeah. it, it may flush growth oh yeah new growth and uh so up there i would imagine yours starts uh flushing new growth and uh in in about uh late march or early april okay and it'll bloom again in late march or early april. yeah okay so is that when he wants to cut it, or just before that? Or? Yeah, you, you, you want you want to prune before that new flush, that new variety, uh, new growth begins. Right. Okay. Yeah, I've got one branch that's kind of getting way out there, so I need to shape it a little bit. Okay, it's not sitting up sprout, sprouts from the very bottom, is it? Mm. 
No. Okay. No, no thorns. It's, it's off the main trunk. Did you get that tree up there up in uh, Dallas? Yeah. Yeah, locally to the city I live in. And Okay. They, I didn't re- I didn't realize they sold uh, They had one. Uh, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I may have been the sucker that bought the one. Yeah. Imported from San Antonio. Yeah. yeah. So, right. You see how many citrus we got on I know. There. That's what we were looking at while ago. <laughs> hey, so my friend has a question about uh, avocados. Okay. And so I was telling him years ago I heard uh, – that there was a place in Divine, a nursery in Divine, okay. that, that, that the, the grower, the nurseryman had discovered mm-hmm. out of someone's backyard, right. like an avocado tree that just survived right. everything. you heard good. That's right. So is that, I mean, so if, if he's south of Dehanis, um, is it a good good chance that he could grow avocado or olive trees without major problem? Or no. is that a risk? No, not, well... He the the guy in uh, in uh, Divine uh, has the hardiest selections that are available. Yeah. Now, with that said, the hardiest varieties that are available <laughs> uh, will still freeze <laughs> when it gets extremely cold. Yeah. Uh, so now we sell here at Millburg. We sell avocados too. Uh, not of that har- those hardy selections, but uh, the ones that we have here uh, have good fruit. Yeah. Uh, I've I've uh, grown those hardy selections, and the fruit is not good. Not good. Oh. Not so. Uh, I, I would. <laughs> well, some fruit is better than no fruit, but it's not yeah. not competitive uh, to the way. Maybe in the so. taste buds of the beholder too. Yeah. Right. He had lots of people that liked his uh, the avocados that he had up there. Did he really? Did they really? I where they you know where they came from? Milton? Divine. The divine avocado. No, he didn't. No. Harvest. he didn't harvest. He didn't have any. He didn't. Uh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Then what did he have? That one that he was shaking and the, 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 okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, he might. You know, how many years did we work? with them yeah, uh, 10 yeah or 12 he might have i think er, I th- there was a middle period in there when he uh harvested a, f- a few okay but, yeah but we, we we sell uh what the mexican uh yeah uh, mexican avocados yeah that's what he had i thought but, uh, but uh yeah he imported he uh, he brought a whole bunch in for the festival every year oh yeah. oh oh i misunderstood <laughs> okay Sorry, Matthew. I'm, 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 I wasn't paying attention. You were, you were paying more attention. Than I but uh, I, I would just get one of the uh, um, one of the regular ones, like we sell here. Yeah, and pick a pick a area, uh, a spot where it's pretty sheltered, full sun, and uh, you know, in a really cold evening weather, you, you have to try to protect that middle. Yeah. Trunk. Oh, yeah. So you used to go There's there for years to the bark turns brown. Oh, yeah. And, uh, even on these Mexican varieties, you have to uh, grow them in a pot for like three plus years till they actually develop brown wood, brown oh, okay. bark. Then they can start taking some of that cold. Right now, with the green bark, 32, they'd be done as well. Yeah. And they grow so fast, you get people get kind of get taken away and uh, 
then you get that cold weather and they're not ready for it. So when they get the brown bark, then what's their cold tolerance? Well, they're all different. So right. most of the ones that we're going to have are going to handle like 14 to 17 degrees. Oh. Uh, but once the bark is brown. And they're, I'm not sure what's in there right now, but like Poncho, Lila, Mexicola, Mexicola Grande. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm missing a couple varieties. Yeah. Where are they brought in from? Where are y'all bring those in from? Um, it's, uh, uh, I can't remember. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's not Dallas. No. <laughs> you, you can get an idea how well they do in, uh, Dehennis by looking for the, looking for the avocado trees that are growing around Dehennis. Yeah. There's none there, yeah, right? There's none. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, pick a fruit. They later. did. <laughs> 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 well, thank you, man. Thank yeah, you, thank you guys. Yeah. Enjoyed it. You did good. So, yep. All right, so we're going to help you with that. You're, you're, if you've made this effort, we're going to help you with the uh, the Satsuma. So call us, tell us what's going on, give us a report. I'll, uh, I'll All right. All right. Have fun. Oh, thanks. Bye. Hey, Billy's on the line. Good meeting you, man. Billy, welcome. You're going to talk about that pecan pie and, and put Jerry straight? That's right. Good. All right. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know whether that... Uh, the printout brought, was a. I brought you both of them yesterday. Now, like you told him, although yeah. you said he wasn't going to do it. And uh, the is, is that chocolate pecan pie? Was that off the Bragg uh, website, or was that one of y'all's uh, that y'all came up with? It, it's not original. It apparently is off of a, an Eagle brand uh, sweetened condensed milk. Is, okay. that the, is that the chocolate one or the fudge one? The one your wife makes is the fudge one. The At least we're calling one. it that. Okay. No, not my wife. I make it. Oh, uh, you make it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Good for you. Okay. What, what, what name do you want He's gonna to going to make all of, a, all what, of those guys look bad. Yeah. What, what names do you put on this? Did I just on, put Billy, Billy McKenzie? Yeah. Billy's fudge pecan pie? Fudge pie, yes. Bi- Billy McKenzie. Yes. You don't want to put your wife on there? No, you put her on there. That's fine. Calvin knows her. Karina's my wife, yes. Uh, Karina? Karina. Karina. That's got to catch your name. Yeah. Well, you know, she does. She's, she's got lots of uh, accomplishments. She doesn't need to be on the pecan pie. <laughs> yeah, she she does, yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So Billy and Karina's, we'll give them both credit. Can we share the share the credit? Huh? Billy and Karina's, or Karina and Billy's, fudge pecan pie. Pecan fudge pie, right. Oh, pecan fudge pie. Okay. And yeah. I'll try to get it on before Thanksgiving. I bet you will. And I mean, we'll probably, probably make okay. probably, probably tomorrow. Okay, cool. We'll we'll talk about it next week if we if it's on there. We'll tell you. Thanks. Billy. I was hoping for samples myself. I'm yeah. <laughs> just to, to see how good it is. Well, Billy Bragg's on it. Uh, so uh, how do you spell Karina? C O R I. Check me out. There was C O R I N N A. N N A. C O R I N N A. Oh, he wasn't even close. Yeah. And then Billy, are you growing Crawford lettuce? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm so not we can't doing you... wildflowers right now. I've got wildflowers up. In fact, I, I came there yesterday when I was there, and that's the reason I came is to get some, some blue bonnets. And I planted them at church yesterday and uh, checked oh, them this morning. Oh, how nice. 
and the deer didn't eat them yet. Good. Well, that'll be cool. Yeah, so we do have blue bonnets here. Are we out yeah, of blue bonnets? There used to be no, one of the spinach rows. I think there's still a few. No, there's still a few. Still flats, a few. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah okay. I got them there yesterday. Had a hard cool. time finding them, but they were there. And I they're not blooming. Oh, no, no, they're not blooming. Not blooming yet. They're, no, they're a little six-pack. They're right by the stocks, right? Yeah. I think they're close to the stocks. Yeah, they're yeah. moved from the spinach table to the... And there's yeah, some uh, nice petunias uh, over there, too. Yeah, save the save some room for the red, white, and blue ones. They're yeah. on the way. I have room for those at home. I'm I'm waiting. Okay. For them. Yeah, they, have, they've I have, been. I have poppies up too. Oh, uh, good. I checked them last week. Your poppies are up, coming up already. Yes, they're up already. How are your poppies doing, Calvin? <laughs> I haven't made an assessment. I'm so busy trying to find my Crawford lettuce. Come on. They're watching that. You know, they say a watch Crawford lettuce never germinates. I, I have to admit, every morning it's the first thing I go. Uh, dogs and I go out there to look and see if the Crawford lettuce has come up yet. I, I, okay. followed, gotcha. I followed the directions on the poppies. I did exactly what they said. I mixed them with sand, and then I. Oh, okay. Then I walked on them after they were planted, and they were oh. up in three days. There wow. you go. I'll be done. Very cool. Hey, Billy, thank you so much. Thanks for <laughs> yeah, calling in. Thanks for calling thanks in. Thanks for being part of the fun. <laughs> so I have an Anthurium report. Oh, okay. Can Take say, care, Billy. No. Anthurium report. Yeah, Anthurium report. All right. So we talked about Anthurium. We talked about the what was in the... Uh, the greenhouse, yeah. and so we've got white and red still, yeah. still in uh, good good quantities. Uh, great interior plant, yeah, and uh, you can't get any better than than red and white. And let's see, I'm trying to think. Okay, it holds its ah. What is all this? Uh, <clears throat> my brief uh, um, journey on Google talked about uh, care and how long the blooms last and. Uh, Proper care is not hard once you have the plant in the right soil in the right location. Uh, and uh, let's see if it, takes a, uh, if it talks about how long it'll last. Don't overwater. What's the common name for that thing? I, I don't know of any other name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, well. I've never heard of it. Gardeningknowhow.com <laughs> doesn't tell me about the blooms. <coughs> but, yeah, they're, they're awfully pretty, and they're... As Calvin says, they almost do look fake. Yes. Yeah. No, they're pretty. Um, Even the leaves are like this. Yeah. It's beautiful yeah. green. So check them out online, and you'll see some beautiful pictures. And they've got plants like that at the craft shop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So when you like, you go to Michaels, you see the plastic ones, and then these are the real ones. So uh, and there's lots of uh, care information online. Okay. Cool, and we got plenty. We still got white and red and six-inch pots. They're nineteen ninety-nine. All right, thanks, sir. What else? Is that the only report we have right now? <laughs> well, that's the only thing I had time to go look at. That's I, okay. I, I didn't get to go count the onions yet. Okay, and then uh, of course you are busy smelling the uh, the cyclamen, enjoying the fragrance. That was this morning. That was this morning. That's when we opened. The okay. onions have fragrance too. Oh, yeah. Yes, they do. I'll probably clear up your sinuses. What this? The onions. Onions. Oh, yes. you take a big whiff of onions. I, yeah, you, you don't need an imagination. Breathe again. That just makes me hungry for a good uh, hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and well, before we go to break too, we're gonna you know we're talking about during the commercial the upcoming annual open house. But you can come when you come to get your Christmas tree. If you come before that. 
come by and get your picture taken uh, at the the photo area here at Millburgers and uh, uh, oh, and we uh, and you know it just be a perfect place for Christmas pictures. It would, yeah, that you can share. So uh, it's here at six. I wanted my Christmas picture uh, in this uh, in the Wassel Hut. Wassel Hut. I'm can you get can you get them to move that over so I'll be center? She'll be in uh, in the center. I, I was thinking you want to move over so you can just reach down and get something whenever <laughs> you want it. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you, Trace. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Give us a call and be a part of today's show, uh, 210-308-8867. All right. Speaking of pecans, uh, Niels Perry had an interesting pecan question in, his, uh, in yesterday's paper. It said, he got a question, it said, I have two pecan trees, but neither of them produces very well. One is a native, but its pecan kernels are stained, and I'm afraid to eat them. Now, the staining... I never quite understood. Tell us what the staining is. Yeah, it's it's just, uh, that's uh, pretty common among the uh, natives, native pecans. Uh, the staining could be, uh, it could be uh, More oils. The, you know, they're high in, uh, native, in uh, natural oil. And would it be, could, it, could it even be tannin in there, too? Or yeah, not? it could be tannin yeah. in there, too. Because so it's a little bitter. Uh, yeah. If she's, wor- if she's worried about that, uh, she can wash them, like we were talking about uh, yesterday. Uh, but uh, she shouldn't be afraid to eat them. The much larger improved paper shell pecan produces fairly well, but the kernels don't fill out well. I have to break off the shrivel parts before I use them. What can I do to improve my crops? Change the variety. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, Neil said, uh, Neil's answer was, the staining may be due to stink bugs uh, puncturing the pecan during the summer. I don't think that's right because uh, if if you've got stink bug damage, they're in spots. I mean, you yeah. you see a a blackened spot on the kernel, and it's very bitter. Now I know that because uh, when we used to judge pecans, 
we we'd find one that we wanted to be uh, winners or uh, rank high in the in the in the category, uh, but except for one colonel that had a stink bug damage on. So if you were any kind of a manly judge and wanted that pecan to do better, you just ate the one with the, ate the colonel with the stink bug. Damage. Corruption. And they're they're bitter. It's bitter. Trust me. Uh, as for the larger pecan that doesn't fill out, that's a trait that some old large pecans have had. The variety Mayhan, that Texas known as Texas Giant, also was notorious for it. And that brought to mind uh, uh, another variety, which I. I don't know if it has if it has may had in the genetics or not. Named Mohawk, and about uh, 20, 20, 25 years ago, uh, when we were judging those pecan shows, and Bluford Hancock, the guy that hired me into Texas, uh, they were promoting Mohawk hawk pecans, big time. Uh, they always won grand champion. When Bluford was around, unless Dr. Laura Shreve and I were outvoted him, but uh, Mohawk was a uh, was a, a big big kernel variety that was a favorite uh, of the judges. Now, since then, it's no longer recommended. We don't recommend it yeah. anymore. I was trying to remember when the last time I've seen it. Yeah, because. <laughs> We put it in the paper and everything all the time uh, because it had that uh, same characteristics as Mayhan did that uh, it wouldn't fill out. Uh, yeah, Neil says they produce well while the trees are younger, which all the Mayhan, the Mohawk trees were at that time. But by the time they are fully grown and bearing heavily, they can't push enough water and nutrients out to the ends of the kernel. So uh, that is mainly varietal. Uh, Neil said <laughs> it's a genetic blemish, and all you can do is water the tree deeply every week or two during dry spells in the summer. And good luck. You cannot, you cannot water a pecan tree, uh, a homeowner can. Uh, during the summer, and and have it fill out pecan. Yeah. Well, what we when uh, you were talking about the Braggs when they went through that. Yeah. Loss. I mean, they were talking about two to three inches of uh, water per week. Oh yeah. In oh, the summertime. Yeah. Absolutely. So, gosh, yeah, that'd be almost impossible for yeah. a homeowner to. And uh, you notice pecans that grow along the rivers. Uh, adjacent to the rivers, and they they've got their roots in the uh-huh. in the water, so uh, that's why they uh, produce. That's why they've na- naturalized, and uh, they have uh, have done that because of the uh, because of the water. But anyway, uh, there are the other varieties uh, that are smaller, desirable that, Pawnee. Yeah. Uh, I always like the Pawnee. It's uh, always ready so f- fast. Yeah. September, October. 
Mr. Mr. Hugo Pape of, of Seguin, who's passed away now, uh, used to say desirable was as his best begun. Which brings us to the next topic of discussion. Yeah. Uh, Where'd you go? There you are. <laughs> Where's my notes? <laughs> There's a whole pile of them. Now. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, in birds. Uh, birds? Yeah. Uh, Neil wrote something about birds. Oh. His, uh, his, uh, his right. grandchildren are uh, getting excited about birds. And uh, so he started uh, feeding birds. And uh, he's also started using uh, Birds Unlimited, some of their information, uh, as, a, as a resource. I'm going to find that here in a minute. All right. Oh, by the way, while I'm looking for this, the uh, the uh, guy delivered uh, Mark uh, yes. Mark's yeah, the newsletter uh, delivered the uh, December newsletter yesterday yeah. to Milberger. All right, tell you uh, what, I got mine through the mail. Yeah, so uh, you can go to MillbergerNursery.com to find out more about that. And uh, to either get it online or you can call the nursery at 497-3760 to have it sent to you. Did you find it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Neil, Neil put in his newsletter uh, from Birds Unlimited. said, in the fall, the chickadees nut, nut hatches, <laughs> titmice, and jays begin hiding food. To retrieve and eat later in the season. I never knew that. This behavior is called caching. C A C A. Caching. Woodpeckers. Like do. your printers do. Yeah. Woodpeckers do it too. Do they? Caching help, helps birds survive during bad weather and when the food sources are, resources are low. These birds can store hundreds of seed a day. Each seed is placed in a different location, and they generally remember where each one is even months later. Now, that, that write-up reminded me of, uh, of crows and pecans. Crows will do the same thing to pecans. When, they, uh, when, when, the, when the pecans begin to, to ripen on a tree... Uh, Mr. Mr. Pape and, and uh, Larry Stein and all those people that grow pecans hate crows. Oh, because uh, they come and they get the they get the nuts, and I, I imagine they eat some, especially this paper shell, hmm. uh, the thin the thin shell uh, pecans that everybody uses now. That's one of the reasons Mr. Pape uh, liked uh, desirable so much. Because it, it 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 is thin, fairly thin shell, but the shell is thick enough that the crows can't crack it. And so uh, they have found uh, how uh, attics, well, full of pecans that the crows, crows put in there, and they know where they are. They remember. Yeah, 
So I need to get a crow <laughs> and tra- train it to remember where I put my car keys the night before. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Take a second to talk to you about Spider-Man termite and pest control. Uh, you don't want to mess around with termites. You don't want to mess around with termite damage. You want to make sure you're protected. Spider-Man termite and pest control has been helping homeowners since 1976 uh, to do this they've been your weber protection since 1976 and they know what they're doing they do a great job and they do a holistic job which means whether it's termites or uh, roaches or ants or fleas they're going to look at your situation and see not only they're not only going to maybe spray or treat they're going to see where you're vulnerable where those vulnerabilities are so you can uh trust that they're going to take care of them at spider-man termite and pest control in fact go read their reviews i encourage you to learn more about them uh find out the people that have uh, that use them and why they love ward and termite and uh, spider-man termite pest con- termite and pest control I, i'll get it eventually check them out online go spider-man pest.com go spider-man pest.com or give them a call 210-656-3721 210-656-3721 we're going to take this opportunity to take a quick break we'll be back in a moment you give us a call at 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 more of Millburgers gardening south texas coming up on 9 30 a.m the answer It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you haven't marked your calendar yet, mark it. December 7th, December 8th is Millburgers' annual open house weekend for Christmas, and it contains two great days of two different activities that are both a lot of fun. Saturday, December 7th, is Millburgers' traditional open house with all kinds of fun. First off, Santa's going to be there from 11 till 3, so it's a great opportunity for you to take family fun photos. There's free hot chocolate, wassail, popcorn, Roasted corn for just a donation to the Salvation Army. And for a donation to the Salvation Army, face painting from 11 to 3. Enjoy the sweet Adelines as they carol throughout the nursery and ride the little red choo-choo from 11 to 3. Then on Sunday, it's the cowboy tradition with the little red choo-choo, roasted corn, funnel cakes, hot chocolate wassail, hot chili from nature's creation from 11 till the pot runs dry, the Texas weather band, a balloon artist, and come by and see Santa again from 11 to 3 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to GetMyMapNow.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's GetMyMapNow.com. We are excited to bring you the all-new WellMed Radio. Our goal is to help make listeners healthier by focusing on health and wellness for adults everywhere. The new WellMed Radio features Dr. Joshua Beck, an outstanding family physician and attorney and veteran broadcaster, Ron Aaron. Ooh, that's me. Each week, we will focus on health prevention and wellness that's critical to the quality of life. The all-new WellMed Radio, Saturday morning at 7 on 930 AM, The Answer. 
If you are looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio, then come down and see us today at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. We are proudly veteran-owned and operated and care deeply about professionalism and your privacy. I'm Tony Arterburn, and as owners of Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange, my wife Melissa and I buy all of our gold and silver coins and bullion direct from the trading floor to give you the most up-to-date pricing. And when it's time to sell your gold and silver items, we pay you top dollar. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange also accepts and deals in Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text us today for more info or to set an appointment. 888-667-1836. That's 888-667-1836. Or go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. That same old chilly wind will blow Like a cold winter squall And I'll begin to feel The chill of an early fall And now And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The Answer 210. 210- 308-8867. It's a beautiful day out here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bolvary Road. Uh, wispy clouds in the sky, uh, but it's a nice, calm day. The sun's out. If there's a little chill. I'm going to go plant some stocks this afternoon. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah you've you got go. the stocks. And perfect, we- perfect weather, yeah. As uh, Trace mentioned, there'll be some taller stocks coming in, which would be perfect, like Calvin mentioned, for planting kind of Right outside your front door is... Yeah, uh, just leave them in the containers. Yeah, I've seen... I, I saw them yesterday, uh, day before yesterday, at, at, the, uh, at the grower. And uh, they're, they're full of bloom. Yeah. Uh, they're full of bloom. And, what, a, what a nice fragrance, too. And, uh, yeah. So... Uh, but these... You, you can also uh, sort through the sort through the pots when they get here and get all doubles. And they uh, make good cut flowers, uh, so you can bring them in and uh, bouquet. And they'll, they'll, you can plant them. Uh, the ones I've got in the, out there with the zinnias. I mean, out there with the snapdragons and dianthus and pansies. Uh, plant those in your cut flower garden, and uh, they'll they'll be they'll bloom about the same period as snapdragons do. Yeah. Hey, I want to take a second. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, the upcoming event, but I wanted to go recap the Halloween event that we did and uh, the money we raised uh, through your generosity for the San Antonio Food Bank. And uh, the man that runs that San Antonio Food Bank is a man by the name of Eric Cooper, who does a great job. And he's on the line with us to talk a little bit about uh, the uh, the money that you raised, uh, that we raised here at Mill Burgers and uh, how it's uh, spent and all the different things that the food bank does here. You probably see their name. In fact, I heard a report on you guys this morning. Eric, how you doing? Hey, Gray Milton, and super excited to be on the show. Just to say thank you. Uh, so grateful for Millburgers and uh, their customers and supporting our mission. And, you know, when you think about this partnership, it's, uh, you just can't help but think about growing a healthy community. And, uh, oh, nice. That's what Millburgers, I know that's what Millburgers is all about. And, uh and so is the food bank. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, thank you for that. 
Uh, talk a little. Let's let's talk a little bit because I, I did ask the nursery, and they were like, "Yeah, let's let's tell a little bit about what the food bank does." So, I'm happy to get you on. Talk a little bit about all the different things that you guys do, and how far that each dollar goes. Well, with next week upon us, uh, it's the biggest food day of the year, Thanksgiving, and I think a lot of times people think that maybe the holidays are our busiest time, but it's truly the summer when kids are out of school and not accessing their national school breakfast and lunch program. Um, The food bank actually serves 16 counties here in southwest Texas, and so uh, throughout those 16 counties, we have lots of great partner organizations, about 550, that help us with the distributing of the food to roughly 58,000 people a week. So it's wow. a large undertaking. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it is, uh, it is a, a lot of food to a lot of people, um, but we couldn't do it alone. I tell you, it's, it's great companies that uh, uh, donate farmers gardeners, mm-hmm. um, ranchers, restaurants, I mean, really the entire food chain from field to fork, the food bank's got strategy to try to get food from those that have it to those that need it. And uh, we really work efficiently at it. Uh, I think some folks might know our statistics of $1 equals seven meals, and uh, we can leverage a dollar pretty well, and, um, and we try to just be great stewards of what we've been blessed with, um, you know, uh, really trying to run the food bank as, as efficiently as we possibly can. And, and for the last uh, almost 20 years, we've been able to do that at just 2% administrative overhead. So That's amazing. That, uh, yeah, those that uh, um, are concerned about that kind of stuff, we want to make sure they know that we are, we are working hard to, to leverage their investment in us. Uh, re- repeat the statistic on the $1 equals how many meals? Yeah, so $1 equals seven meals. And yeah. um, you can learn more about us at our website at safoodbank.org. If you want to help us, we're in a little bit of a crunch for Thanksgiving. We've been trying to, to, to deliver turkeys to families, and we've just run short this year, and we're just trying to meet those needs uh, throughout the city in South Texas. And so if you'd like to donate a, a frozen turkey, you can do that physically at the food bank. You can drop off directly with us. Um, oh, wow. Or if, you'd, or if you'd like to donate online, uh, we're going to be purchasing some more turkeys with those contributions. So um, lots of ways to help families. Um, but I wanted to share with you another great way to help, and that is... Uh, um, you know, uh, hunting season is upon us, and uh, if there's any hunters that are listening, I'd encourage you to check out our program, Hunters for the Hungry. It's, it's where we're able to really leverage the natural resource of wild game and our need for protein, and uh, we, we process a lot of venison, and uh, there's lots of drop-off locations throughout, uh, again, South Texas, uh, but you can learn more about Hunters for the Hungry on our website. Uh, how to support that, and uh, boy, just uh, we're we're always busy. Whether it's uh, meeting those holiday demands or just feeding kids after school, um, getting seniors taken care of, uh, or or the homeless at our kitchen downtown. There's lots mm-hmm. of ways for people to uh, get involved. Whether that's 
the donation of food or uh, through a little bit of volunteerism. Uh, we need volunteers uh, in our farms, in our kitchens, at the warehouse. Uh, so if you have some extra time this holiday season, please come spend it with us. Um, but like you do here on the show, just sharing our story and getting folks involved. If uh, you're hearing this show and you didn't realize we were feeding as many people or uh, all of the different programs we operate, uh, please uh, raise your hand well, and get folks involved. My neighborhood tried to do, do a deal with Eric and the food bank on uh, half of our deer <laughs> oh. for the neighborhood, but we just couldn't. Uh, yeah, we couldn't manage it. Uh, well. How many deer can y'all handle out there? <laughs> oh dear! Well, sorry, Eric. <laughs> yes. Oh dear! Oh dear! So I tell you, we we actually will process several hundred thousand pounds of venison. Um, We've run the program for many years, uh, but we changed it up a little bit this year. Uh, rather than asking hunters to donate at the processor, they're encouraged to donate on the front end. So when you purchase your hunting license at uh, HEB oh. or Academy or through the Texas Parks and Wildlife website, you can make a financial contribution right there. And then we have dozens of processors throughout South Texas that you then could drop off at or we operate a, a facility up in Garden Ridge in in uh, partnership with Trinity Oaks and so uh, we, we've got our, our uh, staff member there that, that he is busy processing venison and I tell you he is always in need of some volunteers there too but um, if you're a if you're if you're um, a land owner a ranch and you're needing to coal we also handle MLD permitting and harvesting and have a venison vehicle that we can send out for large-scale harvest but for individual hunters you'll want to bring that deer either to our processing center uh, at Trinity Oaks or at one of the the select drop-off locations but truly there's a a real opportunity um, you know to to manage our Texas wildlife and good management is is making sure that we are culling and, and harvesting the appropriate amount ahead. And it is a real blessing for us because it's a great source of protein and we can get it out to families in need. Yeah, Mildred, that's a good Mildred, program. Remember, remind us what the, the main partnerships with Millburgers are with oh. the... Talking to me or Eric? You. I was thinking. Oh, yes. I don't know if Eric uh, Eric knows this. No, no, Eric knows. And then so I'll just tell our listeners. So the Halloween, the big fall, we had uh, people came out and enjoyed it and could participate, could could buy food or uh, uh, could participate in the face painting and other things. And it was just for a donation to the San Antonio Food Bank. And I'm trying to remember the exact number, but I know it was a a few thousand dollars that was actually donated back to the... uh, the San Antonio Food Bank. I, I think between two, two and three. I'll, I'll get the exact yeah. number. But uh, um, well, when, hey, and you, when you go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say when you think about the leveraging effect. That's, oh yeah, uh, good point. You know, close to twenty thousand meals that was provided. So, but you know, those are the kind of events that I know are just a, a win-win, right? Uh, folks get to come out and have a great time, and and then also to to help those in need. Um, it, it, it really makes a difference. And you have a, ve- a fresh vegetable garden that you do f- to uh, add to. I know Rob, we, I think Rob has been a part of it. And master so, Gardeners, too. Oh, it's the Master Gardeners that do it? 
I, well, I think they're called, yeah. they, they welcome anybody help. Okay. Yeah, that is uh, that is correct, and, and there is really an infinite amount of uh, opportunity there. We uh, we harvest uh, uh, all three seasons, and so kind of year-round activities, whether planting or, or maintaining or harvesting. Uh, we've got our main farm there on site at the San Antonio Food Bank. That's 25 acres. And then we've got some demonstration gardens with some raised beds, hydroponics, aquaponics. And then you can go out to uh, our partnership with the National Park Service at Mission San Juan. Uh, there's an additional 50 acres out there. We, we work with the National Park Service to restore those fallow lands that 300 years ago the missionaries that settled brought kind of the forefront of agriculture to Texas. And, uh, you know, it's been a privilege of ours to leverage the original acequia that is uh, was developed by the missionaries, the oldest water right in Texas, drafting off of the San Antonio River and then allowing us now to irrigate farms that are harvested for those in need throughout our community. So if you, if you really want to get involved and maybe you have a green thumb or you'd like to learn a little bit so that you can do it at home you can come and practice at the food bank hey there you go stop stop by mill burgers pick up your own stuff and get your garden going in the backyard and then uh then you can actually donate some of the harvest uh once you're successful so just a lot of different ways for folks to get involved and uh well most people won't take as long as Milton has for 18, 18 years to yeah, learn uh, how uh, uh, till he finally has something to uh, uh, the, the one stalk of celery I had um, <laughs> I would have been happy to share but <laughs> I forgot yeah it, well, it's, it's it's we need to get you some ages. Crawford lettuce <laughs> yeah just don't don't let me plant it here. yeah <laughs> well cool yeah, Eric tell ages. folks again I'm sorry yeah, go ahead you finish up. Well, I was going to say, all ages and all abilities welcome, even yours, my friend. You, you, yeah, you thank you. Uh, uh, there you go, but, Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> to learn more, just visit our website at safoodbank.org, or you could give us a call at 210-337-3663 or 337-FOOD. Um, and if you're listening and you are struggling, if you're... Um, maybe a recent loss of a job or an issue cropped up, give us a call. We we are there to help and serve so many, and uh, it would be our privilege to, to help someone in need. So please uh, reach out, whether to give help or to get help. Uh, thank you all for thinking of your San Antonio Food Bank. Thank you, Eric. You do a great job, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. You guys take care and have a blessed uh, holiday. Happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. You too. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, and if you just go online, Google the, the San Antonio Food Bank, and you'll see some of the credit. Eric does a great job. He's been, gosh, I think Eric's been this at this now for close to those 18 years, if not longer. And uh, uh, they're innovative and do terrific programs. And uh, like, and I, and I want to thank you for resisting the uh, the urge. And if I've got squirrels, Eric. <laughs> Can I just bring those yeah, squirrels direct? Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up. I knew better. I was thinking. Uh, I wonder if you, if you tell the officer, the policeman, yes, that you were shooting the deer in your backyard for the food bag, uh, if they would forgive you. I, I don't think I take the chance. Uh, 
They would bring the deer to the food bank yeah, and, and then put you in jail. Yeah, yeah exactly. They just drop you off on the way to bring the deer to the food bank. I, th- I told you all about seeing the deer in my front yard uh, in Brown Station the other day. This last night oh. or yesterday evening, I uh, saw a, a little a young buck walk right by my bathroom window. Oh, wow. Uh, now that that indicates, Milton, that yes. uh, I can now take the screen off the bathroom window <laughs> and uh, shoot the deer out the out the uh, out the window and and have the uh, noise of the shot stay in the window in the bathroom. <sighs> You're working awful hard for this. <laughs> and take it to the food bank. Okay, there you go. Well, I'll let you decide what you want to do. Remember, the views of the host are purely their own and do not represent those of the Millburgers, KLUP, the other hosts, or anybody else. Have you ever shot out a bathroom window or something to muzzle them? The answer is no. No. Yeah. Now, are you going to claim that deer was an, uh, uh, an intruder and threatened you as if it comes in the bathroom? I thought that's where you were that's going. Right. Okay, well, the, the bucks right now are pretty intrusive. Oh, okay. Oh, they are. Yeah, and they're bold. Yeah. So you can sit in your lazy boy, open the front door, and go, you know, it came with the house, officer. It was threatening me. Uh, yeah. I used to do armadillos, by the way. Oh, do you? Okay. See, if you shoot, shoot inside the house. The Nord yeah. won't go outside the house. Uh-huh. This, is this legal advice that you're offering or just a, uh, no, just a, whatever, you know. Just, okay, again, the views of the host. What is that, what is that warning again? Yes, Mel? exactly. Uh, the, the purely their own. Uh, but, speaking, speaking of inform, our tips, I'm looking at Calvin's This Week in the Garden, and he's given... Uh, Giving tips about how to grow Crawford lettuce. Oh, okay. If you're having trouble getting lettuce seed to germinate, mm-hmm. it's usually because the seed is being covered with soil. To germinate, it must be placed on the soil surface. Did you read this, Calvin? <laughs> I wrote it. Uh, <laughs> based on my past he year's knows, success. He, he knows how to do it, man. Yeah. He just... Some reason something's not wrong. We need to help them through this. I think it's some <laughs> some ritual or dance that I didn't do. Yeah. Hey, we've run out of time. Oh no! So we'll have to finish uh, berating Calvin over his crop. Maybe by next, it'll be germinated by next week. I'll have, yeah. or at least I, I'll have replanted again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could. It could. You could have it then. So tune in next week to find out if Calvin has Crawford <laughs> reseeding lettuce germinating. Uh, on Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Thanks to Al for doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. See you Happy next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.